0: Hey there. How's it going? I'm back. Um, welcome back to the cart. Um, a, uh, security guard owned and operated podcast. Um, not just any security guard, an overnight security guard. Um, before we start talking about South Sudan, which is a country in Africa underneath Sudan, um, who is also going through some issues recently, um, I want to talk uh, just real quick about the line. I don't know if you remember the line or if you know what the line is, but the line is a city in Saudi Arabia that they're building. They're building a fucking city that's supposed to be 106 miles long, which is, which is a terrible idea. It's supposed to cost $500 billion fucking dollars, right? So I'm just giving you a little update on how that's going. Um, a quick update. No one fucking knows how it's going. You Look up the line, Saudi Arabia, right? You're not going to find anything you're not going to find how production's going or how how building is going on this five hundred billion dollar project it's crazy you know and and for a five hundred billion dollar project right uh of this of this scale right uh you should have to let people know how it's going right and and your plans for how it's being built. I understand maybe some of the plans are secretive, like you don't want your neighbors. You don't want Qatar going out and building, you know, the Circle City, that's 107 miles long, right? No one wants that. Um, but you know, some 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 clear, uh, sorry, clarity would be nice, you know, from the the king in Saudi Arabia and the crown prince mainly, who's kind of spearheading this project. You can't just make a 500 billion dollar project that seems unfeasible to to you know finish, and then just be like, yeah, we're doing it. It's happening. You, you have to, you have, there has to be some other shit in place. That's a new rule. I'm making that rule. It's a worldwide rule. If you're making a project that costs $500 billion or more, you need to be more transparent about it. Also, you can't, you can't throw out the people that have been living on that land, you know, for years. You can't just evict them to make your city. And also you can't send those people to jail and give them death sentences. Apparently that happened. I don't know. That's from D e z e e n D-E-Z-E-E-N.com. I don't know if that's real. Apparently some some of the people that used to live there, they were protesting like, hey, don't do this. Don't kick us out of our land to make your fucking city. And they're like, look, we're going to kill you now. Anyways, South Sudan. Um, South Sudan uh, is a country, again, like I said, in Africa, underneath Sudan, and not to be confused with Sudan, right? They they seceded, they, they left Sudan after a war um, and kind of became their own country, right? Um, there's an article uh, on the new humanitarian.org titled, How Sudan's Leaders Robbed Their Country and Got Away With It. Sorry, How South Sudan's Leaders Robbed Their Country and Got Away With It. It may surprise you. It may not surprise you that again we are talking about corruption and poor governance in a country. This week, Um, the FBI in this in this article, the FBI and the State Department's of State and the State Department of Treasury found criminal behavior and corruption by both the President Salva Kiir and the Vice President Riek Machar. Sorry for butchering names, along with their generals. Machar was uh, confrontational to Kier in about 2013. This is just a background here, right? So the vice president, right, um, kind of challenged President Kier, and Kier kind of accused him of planning a coup, right, and fired him, right? This started a, a war. Uh, a lot of people died. Uh, the details of the war on Wikipedia, it's a super long detailed, detailed um, page that I didn't read the full thing, Essentially. There was a peace agreement that was eventually signed. That's not sturdy. It's not super sturdy, but they're no longer at war, right? Those two sides of government, the former vice president and the president. And this peace agreement, what it did is put the vice president back in power, right? So it did the the war, the war that they fought did fucking nothing, right? Like (laughs) they started a war and they ended up exactly where they were just in worse shape. All right um crazy uh anyways the new humanitarian article that we just mentioned uh it says that the people uh, high in the power high in power of of south sudan um basically take money from the country and fund their militias right which is so fucked up, man. It's like, it's like, so you got two of the the two people in power just taking money from the country and fucking it through war. They're just taking it, there's a bunch of war going on, right? Imagine paying like tax money or like having a, you know, like an oil reserve near your house and it's just that money went to fight, fund a militia that's fighting somewhere in your country. It's fighting the president or it's fighting the vice president. Awful, awful. Anyways, The report also details how political elites and their families live in extravagant homes, uh, despite making average government salaries. I mean, if they're taking money to fund their militias, right, they probably also take money to fund, you know, their private lives. Which is, you know, understandable. Because people high in power tend to do this kind of shit. It's crazy. Especially when they're not checked. Um... That part came from uh, a report from the Century uh, called Cash Grab, which is a really interesting, interesting report. Um, apparently, not only do they have houses, the families have houses around the country. Uh, they, they own stakes in you know, co- companies throughout the economy. Um, this is some trippy shit, right? Between 2012 and 2015, the Qatar National Bank gave the government of South Sudan about $1 billion in loans right, to help with the humanitarian crisis they were going to, going through. Um, The money was, was basically, so it was given out in letters of credit, right, so Sudan had a billion dollars, and they give out these, like, it's called letters of credit, right, so people, traders would get the letters of credit and trade it into the bank for money, and then essentially take that money and give it to the exporters. Wow, I'm sorry, I said Exporters. Importers. They give it to the importers. But this is a good time to mention, uh, go check out my friend's band. It's called Exporter. E-X-P-O-R-T-E-R. Find them on Spotify. Right? So they could bring money into the country. To get food there, to get fuel there, medicine, etc. Right? However, this century's investigation found that these letters of credit, these loans were given to shell companies and uh people it shouldn't have been given to like government officials um quite often apparently 500 million of the 1 billion dollars that was given were was not um was not it, the goods the sh- the proof of goods being delivered was not shown right a lot of businesses connected to the president and the, the governor of the bank, uh, some military officials, they all got tens of millions of dollars through the program. And to top it off, the government was not able to pay back the money in 2020. So they had to restructure a debt, the debt agreement with uh, with Qatar. So they still are struggling to pay this billion dollar, um, this billion dollar loan from, from Qatar while they're going through a humanitarian crisis still, the leaders of the country, excuse me, completely fucked this, right? Not only are they screwing up, you know, a a massive loan that was supposed to help the people of the country, not only are they going to war with each other, they are ranked the most, were ranked the most corrupt country in 2020 and 2021. So I imagine, you know, this isn't the, the extent of the corruption. These two examples I've laid out for you two or three I don't know where we're at here um the 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 Auditor General of South Sudan uh brought some of this information that he'd collected about this this loan program this mismanagement uh to the president he's like hey this is getting screwy people are getting money that shouldn't be getting money like things aren't getting delivered so he brought that to the parliament and the president. They didn't do anything about it. So I I don't know. I I mean, I wish the auditor general of South Sudan was in charge. He should be the one in charge. If he's bringing this shit to the president. Um, In 2024, there are elections scheduled, right? And I hope the auditor general of South Sudan runs and wins. Because he seems competent and caring enough to, you know, lead the country. Uh, seeing that he kind of brought up some of that information to the higher government ranking officials. I'd vote for him. But um, there's a podcast called The Horn. uh, And it's an episode, in an episode titled A Return to Civilian Rule in in Sudan? Question mark. There's this guy, right? Whose name is Guma Kundakomi. And he was a former peace advisor to the last prime minister of Sudan, South Sudan. Um, and he said before the elections happen there's some things that need to happen in the country ha- uh, ooh, like this to create a body to oversee elections form a constitutional drafting and review committee uh, set up an infrastructure for the electoral commission uh, reconstituting political parties councils so that the parties can register test these bodies processes and, on a local level um, before the national elections so they have a bunch of shit to do they have to Rewrite the Constitution. They have to, you know, set up these these bodies that are gonna oversee the elections, right? He worries that Comey, Comey worries that the the new constitution will be written by the country's elites. But I don't know, it doesn't sound like the people in charge give that much of a shit about how their country is run. So I imagine the the amount of things that have to get done before Um, fair elections and organized elections can take place, might be too much for that government to handle. uh, Especially considering they don't really want to give up power, I believe. Um, So that's gnarly. Apparently 60% of the population faces food insecurity, which is 70 million people. That number was in October of 2022. Anyways, government of South Sudan, get them the fuck out of there. No more. Have a good day. Take it easy.